0: Welcome back to the Bite Me Nutrition podcast. Uh, Before we get stuck in, I'm sorry if it's a bit extra echoey. I've gutted my office. I'm doing some things to it, which is exciting, but it also is echoey because it's now just a big box. So hopefully it's not too bad, Um, but I promise future episodes, well, maybe not in the near future, but future episodes will get better. Uh, Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about aspartame or aspartame. I don't really know how to say it. I'll probably say aspartame and thanks to my stupid... Australian accent, the T will slowly become a D. But this uh, chemical has been getting lots and lots of airtime recently. Um, I'm sure you've probably seen lots of newspaper or um, online news articles with headlines saying uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has labeled uh, aspartame as a carcinogen. So a carcinogen is just a compound that we believe promotes cancer. Okay, So it increases your risk of of cancer. Um, Now, A few things to unpack here, which is what we're going to do. Firstly, aspartame is an artificial sweetener. That is basically, it's about 200 times sweeter than sugar. So what that means is we can replace sugar in something with something like aspartame, but we use very, very little aspartame because of how sweet it is, right? We don't need to use anywhere near the same amount as we would say sugar. Um, And so that's why you're going to find it in things like Coke Zero or Pepsi Max and and things, quote unquote, zero calorie um, drinks, And you also might see it in other like diet products that still contain calories from other things. But by swapping, say, sugar to aspartame, they lower the energy content. So you'll either see aspartame listed as an ingredient or you might see the chemical. Oh, sorry, not chemical. You might see the code E951. Okay, so that's aspartame. That's what it is. That's where you can find it. In terms of this new report from one department of the World Health Organization, right? So it's important to note, actually, I've forgotten what the acronym is. I know it's IARC, but it's the International Agency for Research on Cancer. So they were the first ones that uh, they've come out with a report and they've labeled it as a 2B carcinogen, right? So there's different classifications of, of, a, of carcinogens. They don't necessarily reflect how carcinogenic something is. What they reflect is how confident we are That they are carcinogens. So a 1A carcinogen may not be more carcinogenic, i.e. may not cause cancer any more than a 2B carcinogen. It's just that there's a lot of evidence for that 1A carcinogen. We've got lots of studies. We're confident that, look, this does increase cancer risk to some degree. Okay. So firstly, uh, aspartame has been labeled as a 2B carcinogen, which I'm pretty sure is like the lowest level of confidence that we've got. Less confident is We're not labeling it. Um, And so that's 2B. And I'm going to read to you exactly what what IARC describes, how they describe their 2B classification, right? This category is used for agents, mixtures, and exposure circumstances for which there is limited evidence of carcinogenicity in humans and less than sufficient evidence of carcinogenicity in experimental animals. It may also be used when there is inadequate evidence of carcinogenicity in humans, but there is sufficient evidence of carcinogenicity in experimental animals. In some instances, an agent mixture or exposure circumstance for which there is inadequate evidence of carcinogenicity I knew I was going to stuff that up, that word, in humans, but limited evidence of carcinogenicity in experimental animals together with supporting evidence from other relevant data may be placed in this group. So that's a lot of words. Essentially, what it means is, if there is limited evidence, and that's literally, that's the phrase they've used, limited evidence. So if there is limited evidence that it might be carcinogenic to humans and no evidence that it's carcinogenic to animals, it'll get labeled as 2B. Or if there is limited evidence that it's carcinogenic to animals and no evidence that it's carcinogenic to humans, it will also be labeled as 2B. And that's what's going on here. Because there is A little bit of evidence showing that if you give rats in particular massive doses of this stuff it might increase their risk of cancer there's no evidence to show that aspartame increases cancer risk in humans but it doesn't need to to get labeled as 2b as long as we've got one out of two right we've got animals but we don't have humans doesn't matter it still gets labeled as 2b right which is very very different to aspartame causes cancer right so again Limited evidence in animals, no evidence in humans, we still get a rating of 2B possible carcinogen, right? So that's really important. In terms of what we've seen in other areas of the research, there's been two or three massive, you know, systematic reviews, or even I think there was a meta analysis, I'll have to check my notes, but a, a meta analysis is kind of like a systematic review that has been re, you know, um, They recalculated all of these statistics. So they pooled all of the participant data from each study and then reanalyzed it kind of as like one really big study. So they're fantastic for, you know, digging through this sort of stuff. Um, In all of those reports, we do not see any increased risk of cancer in humans, right? Then... (laughs) I think it was around the same time, maybe a couple of days later after the IARC released their report about it being a 2B carcinogen, the Joint Expert Committee on Food Additives, or JECFA for short, for obvious reasons, has come out and said that the upper limit for aspartame consumption, which is 40 milligrams per kilogram, is still perfectly safe. There is no reason uh, for humans to have to worry about that. And in fact, we even see in even the highest consumption of aspartame in, you know, Normal populations, most people are getting like ten percent of that, right? So we're not even close to consuming what is the upper limit, sorry, acceptable daily intake, which is even that is incredibly conservative, right? So based on the studies where they feed these right these rats like twenty to twenty two cans worth of diet soft drinks, yes, we see an increased risk of cancer in those studies. Whether that is relevant to your consumption of aspartame, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you do drink 22 cans of of Coke Zero a day. Um, If you do that, you should probably stop because that's also a buttload of caffeine. But anyway, um, at normal consumption levels, aspartame appears to be perfectly safe. The last thing I would say on this is, let's say, like, I can't tell you confidently that aspartame doesn't cause cancer, right? I don't know everything shocker what i do know is right now we don't have any evidence to suggest that it does but let's say that fast forward some evidence eventually builds not one study we see a a bunch of studies eventually build and they find it is an increased risk the fact that we haven't seen it now with these big studies that we've got means that even if there is an effect it's probably tiny right and we would need to weigh that up against the risk of say How does consuming excess added sugar impact your cancer risk, right? That's not a negligible increase in risk. So potentially swapping to a artificially sweetened soft drink over a regular soft drink is still a win, right? We also need to look at, you know, red meat, alcohol, sun, all of these other things which definitely cause cancer and are definitely more carcinogenic than aspartame. Why are we singling out aspartame and kind of ignoring these other things? So... All of that is to say, if you enjoy Coke Zero in moderation, then go for it. I can't see that there will be any increased risk of uh, disease for you in the future. If you enjoy Pepsi Max in moderation, I think there may actually be something wrong with you um, in terms of your taste buds and and maybe just who you are as a person. So I would get that tested. Um, But outside of that, you're probably not going to increase your risk of cancer. Anyway, if you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with someone who's going on, banging on about aspartame being a risk, or even just someone who is a bit unsure because they've seen all these scary headlines and they've maybe seen other people online talking about, you know, scary stuff. I'm really, my favorite thing is to explain to people why they don't need to be scared of things, right? Um, Because I think it reduces a lot of the fear and guilt and shame and all of that um, associated with food, which is probably my jam. That's my favorite thing to do. So if you could. Uh, selfishly. If you could help me do that by sharing it with someone or throwing this in your stories, um, I would be eternally grateful. Otherwise, I'll see you next time for hopefully a slightly less echoey -er, uh, podcast. Bye.